Hi there, welcome to the Brick and Mortar Podcast, now known as the Nick and Mortar Podcast, as I'm joined by my new co-host, Nick Hill. My name is Daniel Foch. I'm a real estate broker, been in the business for about 10 years, um, trading investment property and you know, small cap infill development sites in the greater Toronto area. Thanks for having me, Dan. I am Nick. Catch me on Instagram at my buddy Nick. I am a licensed mortgage agent with Premier Mortgage Agency as well as GH Mortgage Team. I'm also a real estate investor. Currently have six doors working on duplex conversion, et cetera. Um, really investing in some, some secondary and tertiary markets in uh, in Ontario. Um, but we're not talking about Ontario today. We're talking to a gentleman all the way from Prince Rupert in British Columbia. We've got David Sandu on the show today. David is a real estate investor and entrepreneur. And from, and from my perspective, it almost seems like he serves the role of like a private economic development officer. You know, he built businesses and commercial assets in a small town. And his one of his primary goals is to, to build the business community in that area. Yeah, no, David's been doing this for about 10 years. And, you know, obviously as, as entrepreneurs, we love hearing other entrepreneurs' story, especially when it has something to do with real estate. So without further ado, uh, let's bring David in. See what, we, uh, see what we got today. Okay, so if you could just quickly introduce yourself for the listeners who haven't met you yet. My name is David Sandu. Um, I'm from Prince Rupert, BC. Canada and uh, we do real estate and, and other things. Okay, and what what would the other things be there? Uh, we do we do a lot of uh, investments like in stocks and uh, we do a lot of sports betting, which is a little bit different, unique way of uh, investing. And uh, it, it's all it's all for for a greater good, which is let's buy more real estate. Right. Fair enough. That's, fair enough. That's what we like to hear. I never, I've never heard of uh, betting as a traditional investment form. But as long as it might goes back into real estate, those winnings, then then I guess we're okay. And I guess as long as it's done, sort of uh, in, a, in a. And I'm imagining if you're mentioning it publicly, it's obviously done in an above board manner. Uh, we, we do. Yes, and uh, I guess not in like gangs of New York uh, real estate financing. No, here, right? <laughs> no, it's it's a little. It is pretty unique. Yeah. Everything over there is in Canada. Here we we don't pay any taxes on our on our winnings, so everything that we earn as a sports better is it's all net. And uh, last year we did like four hundred fifty grand, so that was all net. And, wow. and that was just one that was just one portion of it. And right. uh, stocks stocks was huge. We did uh, a million just in June. I netted a million in June in uh, <laughs> in, in options stock, and that we just went and bought uh, like eight more properties and now we're going to just do the you know we would buy a cash and now we just go and uh, get a little bit of our money back because it's discounted at like you know 35 40 percent and right. so the banks don't know that we go get our our own appraisals and uh they come back to you know much different than um the, the people that were selling it because they don't understand they're not from you know right. they're they're from a little bit bigger city and then they don't understand the market here there's only so much room and right. uh, we're, we're a port city and, and yeah. we're, we're a big player in the commodities market for uh, the world trade. Right. So then so, I guess your, your primary objective is to have as many income streams as you can take that capital and reinvest it in your local community. Absolutely. We, we, we deserve to get like, uh, you know, more franchises. We don't have a bowling alley. Where's our IHOP? 
right? Like right. French pancakes year round. It's more more so like my kids like it. So if right. we got we we can access to things of that nature, we can try to uh, bring it. So that's where my my venturing company comes in, right. and uh, it's called Tilt Ventures. Tilt, yeah. Tilt is just like because we we we've been playing poker, you know, going down to the World Series and, and well, doing Tilt. all that for. Yeah, yeah. So we've been, it's just the ups and downs, <laughs> the ups and downs. Yeah. So, okay. And then when you talk about like on the venture side, franchises, et cetera, is your objective here yeah. to bring those franchises into your municipality? Absolutely. hundred percent, hundred percent. And then that way I can eat more from the city side. Yeah. Okay. So then, so now we're, we're, we're into sales, right? So now we're going to, the more I can eat from my city, because all these guys, a lot of these guys get paid 150, 200 grand a year, but then they, there's nowhere to spend it in town. We got Tim Hortons, we got one McDonald's, we got a Subway, but that's it. And does and that so, ultimately result in people getting into trouble or is it just like there's a massive savings rate in, in people within your municipality? Or it's both? just, I think everyone's just so busy. No one understands right. about investing and they think it's like, oh, bigger corporations, that's it. We can only either have bigger corps or nothing, but they don't understand that a franchise can be a mom and pop shop because it's going to be owned by a local guy, yeah. you know, and we're, we're going to hire at, at different rates because, um, because of inflation. Right. And, and so people don't want to work because they're getting paid EI, they're getting paid, the government's just giving them money. Right. And so we got, we got a port here that pays, you know, $60 an hour. Right. They get a couple of days there and they're like, okay, we're worth 60 now. No one, and, and all the dishwashers, the people that are doing the dishwashing, the bus, you know, all the, they, there's no more of that because right. all the, all the, the people have been taken. And now it's like, I, I worked at these companies for 11 years and, and one of them in five years for another. And, uh, I just, I just retired, resigned in, in May and started my company, but I've been investing into real estate for about, uh, 12 years now. And I've been housing dozens of people for, for yeah, 12 years now in, in town and everything's invested in town. Awesome. So, and what, so what would, what franchises or, or large, like multinational restaurant chains would you have in a place like Prince Rupert? Like, just so I can like, like an A&W, get a Boston pizza, IHOP. And it's like, and, and I've been in talks with A&W since 2017. I wanted to do it, but we just didn't have the funds. But then, you know, we, we had a boom here and we were already pretty good with the housing and everything appreciated a crazy amount. So now we have the access and now we're going to, you know, I have, I have a, ton of guys working for my company now and we have a housing company tilt housing tilt contracting tilt ventures and now we're just going to branch off that and uh there's there's tons of people with money in town but they don't understand like how to invest it they just give it away and, and look for like a seven percent return and in stocks I, I do stock options and i'm like guys i just had a 7400 percent return on on one of my on like 50 calls <laughs> on 50 contracts and i'm like guys there's we can do more stuff out here so we i i feel like i under i've lost so much to getting to this point like yeah. in monetary value i've lost a ton of money and i understand I understand um a little bit outside the box and uh we yeah. just investing in general and um to but just trying to you know make it a little bit more fun because it's like i'm at home with my my 21 month old boy every day we got nothing to do like i bought a building in town i'm making it into my office but i'm doing like a skateboard um a, a skateboard ramp downstairs upstairs is gonna be like tvs lounge bar basketball court outside like that's just because there's nothing to, where's my you know so i went and bought bought a building to do it and 
already had land there next to it and then I owned the house there and so and it's all commercial property so we're, we're just gonna do it ourselves and the money comes from stocks and rentals and, and sports right cool love it okay so stocks and rentals we hear but sports is not one I love that so I before we get too far into what you're doing now I'd like to rewind because I think this is something that the listeners love obviously you know you're, you're killing it right now you've got the buildings you've got the skateboard park and you're and you're well, off all that the rap we're gonna do the rap down there yes, yes what walk us back when what, how did you get in what was the first what was the first investment what was the first real estate piece of property that you had how did oh, that deal go so, and then how did you get to where you are now Okay, so like I we I I worked quite a bit. Like I had four jobs, you know, ten plus years ago. I had four jobs where in the morning I'd go uh, shrimping with my father-in-law. He was he wasn't my father-in-law at the time, but he he uh, he he brought me on board on his boat, and we'd go every morning from like five a.m. to one p.m. And then I'd go home, I'd, I'd shower, and then I'd go offload trucks at different restaurants. And then I'd, I'd go work at my mom's restaurant, which she only had like 20% of. And so I do deliveries and, and wash dishes there um, for, no, for, for no pay, but it's for my mom, right? And so that would, those would be the three jobs. And then we'd get off at like 1 a.m. and we'd be at like one of the poker games and that would be number four. <laughs> and so we've been doing this for a long time and we've been playing cards and taking risks, right? We've been taking like exponential risks. People always call me lucky, but then it's like, guys, we take a lot more risk. Like some games I have 20 grand on it, on a basketball game. It's like, that's risk. <laughs> How much risk do other people take? So right. we've been taking risk for a long time. And, uh, and, and the thing is, anytime I had cash back then, whether it was through poker and, and work, I, I buy a house. I put enough down for a rental. So I get two, two, two more incomes. Back then it'd be like $500 for a two bedroom downstairs. Upstairs would be like seven fifty. We pay. I'd be paying the hydro for these for. And what are you paying for? There. Like what? What did that first house cost? That cost me one hundred and thirty grand. What's that worth today? But I, I sold it. I sold it. It's worth like about four fifty. Right. Okay. Four fifty. Yeah. Ten, I sold ten, it earlier. Ten years. Over ten years. Yeah. Over. Over. That was twelve years ago. Over okay. twelve years, and it's worth four fifty today. And I only put in the the, the initial uh, thirty grand that I had um, from hustling <laughs> and so uh we, we did it why'd you sell that deal like as an example were you just getting rid of your i was to get bigger buildings or i was about to move out of town in january we sold more than one place in january and uh we were gonna leave i was gonna go to Kelowna. let's buy a nice property on the beach okay we're good um and then something switched and then i went and there was a dormant uh, four townhouses, four three-bedroom townhouse townhouses. They were dormant for like four years, and and we're small. We're a pretty small town. We're like only like fifteen thousand people, and housing is very scarce. And so I, I I talked to I knew who owned it, and I talked to them, and I got a smoking deal at for six hundred and twenty grand. Um, I had just made that in stock, so I paid the lady cash. Um, I, and I quit my job in May, but I made the money in June. So it, it's it was pretty. It's right? been pretty classic luck, yeah, yeah. But we've been like, you know, I was down eighty percent on these calls for since January. So you know, life was tough for my wife, for everybody at home because they didn't know, they don't know that I just invested a ton of money, one hundred fifty grand, and just do call options on on GME and AMC. Then like so, but and I'm down eighty percent in two months, so I'm down to like they're worth like maybe twenty grand, and so I double dip a little bit, and then. 
finally in June, we hit 750, 750 grand in one day. <laughs> it was the US. So that was, that was, that was really good. And then Did you fully yeah, exit at that point. What's that? You exited 100% at that point? or No, 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 I didn't. I didn't. The next day we lost 200 grand back. But, um, <laughs> wow. The risk. Yeah, yeah. So, but then we, we, we ended up making close to like a million on it. But we spent that already, already in properties in Canada. Um, now we're just uh, going to do it again. We're doing already doing it again. So I, we're, we're looking for another property in town to maybe make into a, a franchise or get a building. Um, the government, if I, if I buy one of these properties, the government will renovate it for me if I make it into nice offices or something. And then I can just take the appreciated amount back in cash. And it's like, they're putting 100% into it. So like, yo, that's kind of a good idea. When you say they're, they're, they're going to put that capital expenditure in, grants. is there going to be a tenant? Oh, there's grant programs. Is that yeah, yeah, there's grants programs. And then and one of the councilmen uh, kind of talked to me. He's like, yeah, we can, we can do this. And I know this because we only have like, we have one really like pristine location in our waterfront where it's just like a rundown building. They somehow, the city somehow found $4 million to put into it, but they're making it into a brewery for this, this company, great company. But they're charging only fifty-four grand a year. It's like, guys, how business stupid are you? Right. And I'm like, what? Make me a moxie's four million dollars. Like, come on, guys, into a brewery that's that's like you're only charging forty fifty-four grand. It's like, guys, you guys are so dumb. <laughs> on the on the franchise, <laughs> when you talk about like the commercial real estate of it, like you know, like a moxie's or whatever you're like, if you're yeah. talking a national tenant like that, does your area hit like the? criteria that most of these retail tenants need like i think an a and w might based on that but well, the I mean, thing is that we have such good paying jobs right. are the paying jobs in town like the one mcdonald's here uh i knew the the, the I, st I know the owner he flipped it and has three more in calgary now he's like a 35 year old guy and and, I, and i'm like you just flipped this made a million off of it i'm like yo this guy's flipping franchises we can flip franchises <laughs> and so it's like yeah. i want to franchise we'll yeah. bring a franchise and then I'll, I'll sell the whole thing franchise and build it and yeah, actually, now I, you know, have a like a plaza owner client in in our area like in northern gta yeah. who does the same thing he'll basically create put a franchise in a, in a plaza anchor tenant it he'll sell the restaurant and then he'll keep the plaza um, yeah and and, and so it's cool but we want to get into hotels too so I, there's one lady that owns four for the four of the eight that we have in town here and yeah. she really likes me. So she's she's kind of holding off. And uh, my friends are looking to invest now. So we're like, yo, let's just get some hotels. <laughs> so we might, we're going to look at doing, doing this kind of thing. Uh, and uh, we're going to invest back into the city because it, people work so hard in town. I know because I, I did it. And we don't have any, no many. And our city's just, just yeah, they suck. <laughs> yeah, let's talk a little bit more about that. Because I think that was sort of like your primary objective is to really talk about what, what, what made you impassioned to be investing back in the community and what sort of what's your vision for doing it? Like, why, why do you feel compelled to do this? Do, like, you don't, obviously don't owe the municipality anything. And as you know, no, you know, leaving, right? Yeah. So basically it was like, my kids like cringe pancakes and you need an IHOP to get cringe pancakes year round. So let's get a cringe pancake. Let's get our IHOP. So it's basically like, well, my, it'd be good for the family, but it's also good for the town and there's money being made. People are going to be working at like $25 an hour minimums now, right? Because we got to go down the four max, 
route. We got all these bigger corporations. We can't compete with their $50 wages. We've got to do something. We can't give them 15, but we got to do something. So we got to start off and bring our wages up. So my company is offers minimum $20 an hour right now. That, and it's going to be more than that as, as this, the, the, you know, I get this, everything together, but uh, it's, right. it's coming. It's definitely coming together with a, you know, a local labor economy that's paying $60 an hour. Right. Exactly. And it's like these guys, it's because we're a port city. We're three, three days closer to the Asian markets. And it's like, you know, the big guys are thinking, how do we get our stuff there quicker? How do we take their resources faster? And it's, they need these key locations. It's like how Taiwan is such a key location to China. Right. It's for the, it's for war. You know, that's a, that's a really, really key location. It's the same way as Prince Rupert is to, for the ports. For so the unless global shipping disappears, Prince Rupert's not going anywhere, right? It's not going anywhere. And, and, and these are, these people are, I know global ship, shipping right now is, it's, it's out of like a, a weird it's a bit of a standstill. Mess. It's yeah. a mess right now. It's, it's a really big mess, but Dubai is doubling down on these ports. They own these ports. Right. And so people, they're doubling down and their contracts are coming, like they're, they're uh, uh, for renewal, they're renewing them. And I know this because uh, one of one hotel owner that owns hotels from here all the way to down, down to Vancouver, um, he, he told me, he, he's looking to invest in this town and he wants to bring you know another big hotel there's never been a hotel here since uh for, for forever and so because there's so much there's the land is only so much there's only so much land here and nobody's only the big guys are coming and uh, so based on that are, like i mean is there much of an investing community because what we like to try to do and, and i know in any market and any other investors we talk to is you try to seek out other people that are you know, doing, you know, how do I invest in Peterborough? How do I invest in Toronto? I go and find right, right. it and I copy them. So are you the guy yeah. to copy in Prince Rupert or is there anyone else doing what you're doing? I mean, you sound uh, like you your hands in so many different things. I, I'm just, I do it just for myself. Like I know this is going to change my generational wealth just with asset inflation. You know, that, that yeah. simple, simple, simply equals my my kids are going to be good later on you know i got to get just a like hundred houses maybe my the, the goal is to to own at least you know hundreds of houses in town we have we have uh double digits now but we're just starting and um we're we, it's we're coming super heavy and now my friends want to get involved and they're all locals you know we went to the local high schools here it's like we, we, when you can teach people about investing, you can, you can raise like an army and you can take back your, you know, you can make economical sustainability. You can actually get, you can do it. Right? How much, how much does that like growing up in town and having a relationship with the local community, how much of a role does that play in being successful there as an investor? Like, are you getting deals before they hit the market because everybody knows who you are and they know that you're buying, right? No, like, no. I just have, I just approach people before the the other person approaches them so i'm just so so far ahead of people right. in terms of investing right. that people like this house here i bought like three years ago for like 700 but now it's 1.1 and it's only three been three years right and it's and it's like people they don't want to take the risk yeah people aren't willing to risk, take risks here so it's like i i take i've been i've grown yeah, up to risk. Like pretty taking <laughs> i'll take the risk <laughs> does does your does having a real estate portfolio now is does that sort of function as your let's say your safer investment and allow uh, you absolutely to absolutely because like when you talk about uh, you know putting 150k on on YOLO like Wall Street bets call options to find yeah, yeah, yeah. 
positions. <laughs> I'm like, you know, yeah, that's that's awesome, and I love hearing that shit. But like, that's not something that a lot of normal people are able to do, right? Or whatever. So no, consider, I lost. Right? I, I lost 150 in GME, and I and I and I and I played AMC the way GME was like. I was plus 600 or something in, in GME, and and they expired worthless. And, and this time with AMC, I'm like, yo, I'm not doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. We're out. <laughs> and this time we hit it at the almost the top. Right. So, but um. I think that leads that leads me to my next question, just about investing in general. So, so obviously, you know, you're you're very diversified. When you say you've got friends and people in your community seeing what you're doing, you know, being impressed. Okay, with David's making moves over here. He just bought this. He bought that. When people are approaching you, what are the questions you're getting? If I if I say, hey man, we've been buddies for a couple of years. You're making moves. You know, I don't really want to invest in GameStop because I don't know anything about that kind of stuff. But yeah. I like duplexes. You know, what are you going to tell Absolutely. me? Absolutely. So involved. You know, you got it right now. It's 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 a tough market because market rents they're they're up there with uh, how much uh, people are charging for for mortgages, right? So you can you can start by getting a duplex and only putting down the five percent and you don't have to touch it ever again because you'll from a duplex you'll be getting close to five thousand dollars like you know forty forty five hundred dollars off a duplex put the one-time payment <laughs> one-time payment that's all you got to think about is the one-time payment everything else is already taken care of let it appreciate let it just let let it just boil a little you know just and then go after what it, it, it created don't let it get away. Go after it. That is good. That is that asset debt is good. Get as much as you as that as you can. And uh, you know, you just it's like creating money out of thin air. It, it was not there once, and now all of a sudden it's like we're giving you cash for it. So um go out and, and get more debt, but get good debt. And getting into the duplexes, you know, that's a prime example, prime start. You know, paying people the jobs here pay. 150 200 grand a year these guys are happy right but no one no one wants the headache when you, like, you mentioned like uh and in, in the framework that we were you know in the email thread that we had going before um not being afraid to invest prior to having a formal education it sounds like you're in an area where there's a lot probably a lot more unskilled labor and when you talk about building like almost this community of investors i imagine yeah. a lot of what you're doing is coaching people on why they shouldn't be afraid of investing if they you know like both nick and i they understand it if they can understand what it can what it can give you later on and what it opens up the opportunity that can that it presents then they won't that risk gets a little bit mediated right because they're like oh that's actually amazing but nobody teaches it because everyone's so like they, they don't teach that because they want very selfish right yeah and so it's like Look, guys, this hasn't been working for this long. Nobody cares about our town. Or, you know, nobody gives anything, any shit about our town. It's like, we, we got to do something. Because right. or else, like, guys like myself are just going to move to the amenity. Like, right. I, I'm almost have enough here because there's nothing to do. And uh, you're almost like trying to mitigate the risk of like a brain drain on a town like you're in, right? By keeping yeah. it active for people who, and I, I think absolutely. And we need clinics. We need walk-in clinics. So right. what, what's stopping me from buying a building and hiring a physician and right. saying, well, can you please operate this building as a walk-in clinic? Right. We need those things. And, and that they have to understand that's investing. We're investing in the education of the physician right. and getting and be getting that kind of uh, passive income off of them. And so 
we need more of this kind of stuff and that's where challenges like what what obstructs you from doing what you just described or getting a franchise etc is it capital is it like it's right now it's i have my kids full time and uh and i have to manage like all the rest of like my tenants and then i got a bunch of uh, employees and then it's the lawyer the accountant and it's like it's just it's just my, my daughter is five my son's 21 months you know and i'm 33 you know, I'm going to let, let them, they're going to get easier. You know, I don't have to worry about food later on for them. And like, you know, my wife does everything, but it's, but it's still a busy guy. It's still caring for it. Like my wife does all, every, all the cooking, everything. But, but you want to be present or like, you want to be like, I, I know this cause I, I'm a, I'm a young dad as well. And my daughter's almost yeah. five and like, I, I never want to miss anything. Right. Like, yeah. Sometimes so that I, yeah for sure. I took parental leave. I took 18 months parental leave from, the, the one of the poor jobs and uh i went back for a month in a- april and i quit in may but prior to that i took six months leave of absence prior to that i had 10 months off when my daughter was first born and so i've been i've been at home with the kids for, for a while and my, and my wife went back to teaching and so she's teaching eight o'clock to 3 30 and my my son's at home and so i sometimes we go out getting materials together then you know talking to the guys and so i'm like you know i want to make my building so my kids can grow up into it. We're going to try to, you know, make change the next seven to 10 years. Hopefully that's where what the, the, the long-term where I'm looking at and, uh, you know, bring it over time and, and the kids will grow up into a community like this and it's, it's doable. And it sucks that, uh, there's so much like homelessness here. Like it's, it's just like a tough, tough community. But I love the I love the big picture thinking and kind of that full circle thinking. I think where you can really take real estate to the next level because you know yeah we you know we all own properties that's great. But I just have civilians living in mine. I don't own any commercial stuff. But I love that idea of just let's go back to the walking clinic. You know you have you've got the building. You bring the walking clinic in there, and it, you know yeah. that way you you own the full the full circle of a full circle of it. Restaurant or a convenience store or a gas station, no, no matter what it is. Um, yeah. since this is, you know, I, we've, we've kind of jumped back and forth between all your different stuff. Let's, let's go f- focus back on real estate for a second. Cause this is after all real estate show. Yeah. Um, can you tell us what you currently have right now? Door wise, mix of residential commercial, any short-term rentals, tell us what you got now. And then tell us what you want that to look like, you know, two, three years from now. What, what's, what's the next phase, David? So we have about like, we're, we're working on seven projects right now. Um, those themselves are paying to like 14 doors, but in total we have, we we're, we're trying to get into like having dozens and dozens and dozens and, and starting from what we have, we're, we're going to trade in, you know, trade in four houses and try to get a hotel, trade in something else, get a, get a 20 apartment unit. Like we're, I'd, I'd love to own like one fourth of Prince Rupert, um, by, by the time I'm like 50 and, uh, try to just you know maybe we might, we might not live here at that time but we want to obtain that much uh generational wealth and it's just like we understand it a little bit more because maybe we've taken care of a lot of these people in town that other people don't understand of, of how what it what it feels like to be a landlord to to single mothers to people that are 
in and out of prison. We've had, it's been a nightmare in some of the housing places. Like people give us, just give us, a, night, give us a nightmare tenant story. Everyone All right, night, a nightmare tenant story. I had it on my Instagram page. Uh, <laughs> the, oh, I, I actually just watched that one earlier today. Oh my yeah. God. Yeah, that was, yeah, yeah. That was, that was just happened. Now places brand new we, we fixed it and made well, it brand to, new. To, to tell tell people a little bit about it what uh yeah what, so i walk in and all i see is garbage bags and and they there's literally probably like 100 garbage bags worth, worth of stuff it, co- it cost me like five grand just to remove garbage and get all my stuff that i needed out of there just because the landfill the fees right like i'm I have to clean up my own shit and stuff. I, I actually threw two by fours through the windows because the, the guy wouldn't stop fighting people and the, the people in the front yard wouldn't stop sending me videos of them fighting. So I went there one day and I threw two by fours in the, two by fours in the window and uh, it's brand, they're all brand new now. I knew I was going to replace them, but like this guy was in and out of jail. Um, funny story is I, I, I go to the hospital, the local hospital, we just have one and he's there handcuffed with the police and I go to him and, I, and then and I just say, <laughs> and the cops standing there and then he's like that's my landlord he threw he, he broke my windows he threw glass in my kids rice i'm like you're lying there was no kid there they, the kid got taken away last year you're, you're just lying now and, and it, i had to go there with like a bunch of big people like they weren't no one was gonna do anything but they just looked like they were really gangster and, and i wanted to make an yeah you had to had to keep them the people in check because there was like eight or 10 big dudes partying in there that obviously don't belong in my house. And like, one by one, they come out. Okay, so if you're gonna take your, the area in which you're investing, what percentage of tenants in your in your municipality are like what you just described? Because like I've, that, I've that, always invested in rougher areas. Like I've always prided, prided myself on providing affordable housing and I've always dealt with things like you're describing. I'm actually taking yeah. possession of a unit in a week that cool. is about as bad as you just described. And some of the yeah. problems that I just dealt with are about as bad as what you just described. But in it, our area It's pretty now, bad here. I'd say at least like a quarter. At least, I'd say a quarter of the tenants quarter. are tenants. Like I've had, I've it's had one- tough town, I'd say. Like it's yeah. gotta be tough to be a landlord there. There's only 15,000 people here and you gotta, there's 4,600 houses. So at least half of those are owned by people, right? Um, yeah. So <laughs> there's, it's really really tough right now there's like 10 12 people living in two bedrooms because like the housing shortage right now is it's so scarce and nobody's building any new projects we have like very and any project that's about to be built we have people other uh, other like uh homeowners that are trying to go against it saying we didn't build in the we didn't buy in the neighborhood to have a 60 unit complex over there across and it's like guys we're such a small community those, that's creating more jobs we're getting more people we need you know that we need these people to come back and work at our, our other local restaurants too or it's just going to be you know we're like a big village it seems like that's what it that's all it, they, we got to take be taken care of a little bit better and and as far as like duplexes and, and single families go what, what what's what's like an entry level if i want to get into the market there how much am i how much am i looking to spend like what's your average price uh i'd say like 300 it's not it's not nothing too crazy 300 grand will get you in a two three bedroom the, home what would you um, pay that rent for that like 2000 2500 at least something like so that 2500 so if somebody and we'll maybe that, that doesn't make it worth it that one would be like a home for yourself you'd have to get like a duplex where you're renting it for at least like four grand minimum but right. it, it's it's tough because 
back back in the day when we were buying places for like 120, those places, you know, those places now are finally starting to print. Right. But back then, they were only making maybe max twelve hundred dollars. So you're, we're not making any money in the rental okay. business. There's barely any money being made annually. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's, we barely make any money on, on off of rentals, but it's the appreciation. Yeah. You, well, and the and the yeah. principal pay down, right? Like it's yeah. really you're absolutely. To- and the principal pay down. I, they're just for me. It's just bank accounts, right? Like yeah, yeah we're what well, inside they get ruined. This that we gotta put money into them, but yeah. in the end of the day, it's just a bank account. You, know, I don't want to have it in the fiat currency because that's just you know and it sounds like you have the machine running properly right like if you do have a turnover and the unit's been beat up you have your your contracting i have my contracting keep your trades to work keep your trades at work you know use up excess material etc right it sounds like absolutely you got a good diagnosis going okay so just to to wrap up and also like i kind of want to tie together those two things that you just mentioned so one being you have, you know, there's obviously opportunities. If you're going to buy a duplex for 300K, maybe barely be cash positive, let's say. Yeah, something but, like that, you won't be. But right. maybe down the road, right. it might be worth 600 because now, because they, can, they don't stop the printing presses. So <laughs> that not only just that, but I've also like, if you're saying 25% of the housing stock or the tenants in town are, are as rough as you're describing, somebody's going to want a person like yourself probably to manage properties in that municipality. Like if I was going to go invest in your municipality, I would not want to manage that myself. It it's just tough. sounds like there's too much risk. So if, if it's not a lot of our, a lot of our listeners are investors who are looking for, especially like I would say when COVID first started, I, I was one of the, the people leading the thesis around investing in small towns. Right. And so if somebody wants to invest in your municipality, and they would you recommend they reach out to you or should they call a local realtor or like i mean we if if they're thinking about doing commerce definitely definitely i'm interested in that but for for real estate wise not really i don't uh i don't run a brokerage or anything like that we just buy buy my own houses here i have my own people that work you know i'm gonna get my i got uh, we're gonna be ordering uh dump trucks and backhoes and you know we're just gonna we're gonna do everything ourselves now it's like we can do that so (laughs) I think what Dan's getting at is I think there's a big push now and, and I can speak to this because I this is I, I'm minimum an hour and a half away from my closest investment property. I'm four hours okay. away from my from the rest of my Very portfolio. Interesting. Um, Very interesting. That's because I live in the GTA and yeah. uh, it's a million dollars to to even go look at something like it's it's ridiculous. And none of that stuff cash flows, right? Now yeah. obviously, you know, you can find off market stuff, but but you know, Dan and I are both are both big proponents of the of the you know secondary and tertiary markets which which you would fall into which obviously have rougher tenants right. but for instance i've got a hundred thousand dollar renovation going on four hours away and i've got the contractor that i have trust with sending me pictures i've got a realtor up there they can go by and take a look at it etc right. so if i'm sta- if i'm sitting here and i'm like okay well i've got you know 50 grand to spend yeah that partnership that's good. ventures can those I, are David, yeah can that's, i just those are, absolutely that those are those are those are all the ventures I want to take. You know, create a holding company. Boom, we got you get a you get a project and everything goes through that. Boom, that's another venture. That's just one hand, and now I extend my other hand and keep going. Right, that that's that's exactly what I'm getting towards. Right now, my my commercial building is just getting started to be uh, renovated, and so we're once everything gets gets going, and my kids get a little bit like you know in a year or so get they get a little bit easier. Yeah, and my wife, you know, my wife's, she's she's finished in, uh, she's finishing in June, and she's probably gonna be off for like a few years or whatever after that. So um, it gets it gets easier, and yeah. so hundred percent, that's that's what 
I want to do. And that's what I'm, that's where my venturing company so, is. Being so your goal would be to attract like almost Absolutely. town investment into, okay. And so, I, and exactly. yeah. Yeah, so if we, if we can just to keep it, you know, and be, and be mindful of your time, obviously, if people are interested in doing that and maybe you're, if you're not ready for it, if they're not ready for it right now, where should they follow you? Where should they interact with you? To have, I, so I do have a, yeah. So I do have a, I, I'm showing everything on my, uh, my Instagram page. It's kind of neat. It goes from betting stores, a lot of betting stores um, to, to the real estate aspect of it. But if, if tilt underscore ventures, you know, give me, give me a follower or, or a message and we can have a chat. Like if they're interested and saying bringing a Boston pizza and, and we venture off. I got myself and another guy that wants to do it. Let's get a bo- let's get a moxie Boston pizza because you know, I think we got so much money here. Jim True Living from Dragons Den, the owner, but he's a big listener, a big fan of ours, isn't he? So <laughs> yeah, hopefully he hears this episode. Yeah. Uh, oh, Jim- that, you know, Jim, we need the other Jimmy. Jimmy Patterson owns so much. Oh, Jim Patterson, yeah, no, yeah. That guy owns he's, half a can of like, He's because because of the the waterfront here. So right, right. You know, there's only so much waterfront, and that's all for when the fishing industry was huge. He used to make millions. He made so much money from this town. But it's like, Jimmy, come on, loan me some land. Yeah. Jimmy, he's got the best land. Jimmy, where yeah. you at? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Okay, yeah, man. Um, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No, it, it was great uh, chatting with you guys, and uh, I look forward to um the next one. Maybe. Yeah. Be, there's going to be lots of moving parts over yeah, here. Yeah, maybe maybe and, uh, when we're out in BC or if uh, if Nick ever goes to visit yeah. uh, visit the home front, absolutely we'll visit and see some of your projects and actually do some some in-person YouTube content. We'd love that. Yeah, hundred percent. I was thinking of uh, getting into YouTube and and monetizing it that way, showing bets and uh, showing the real estate and and getting how to get a franchise. Like, because this is all going to happen, and I'm I'm doing it all. So why not? try to just YouTube it. <laughs> Honestly, and I think with, with just in, in a closing statement, we've really just, I mean, Dan's been doing it for years. I'm just starting to kind of push that side of things as well. It's huge, man. People people love that. Um, you know, it's, it's demystifying the kind of stuff that we do, right? So, and you're doing a whole bunch of cool stuff. Um, I think people are going to want to see more of it. Um, on that note, probably wrap it up. Before that though, next time you're going to invest in a stock and make a million dollars, give us a little tip. We'll edit that out. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> I don't even think that, that has anything to do with like information that you had. I think that was just pure balls. That's like, that's that's. Not, you know, I I so in January I yoloed seventy dollar AMC calls, but in January and and it hit and they went like some of mine went cost them seventy four hundred percent. They were like I had close to yeah. It was pretty pretty crazy, but I only knew this because uh. I've been I when the time off I've had with my kids the 18 months off I just dove head first lost so much money into stocks like just because I, I like to be a little risky well, <laughs> I mean, if you play poker as a as an income source I think like you're obviously comfortable with risk yeah. and I think if and, and, absolutely and, and betting betting is a crazy story <clears throat> my wife doesn't know this but last year we had uh the most we had on a game was like six figures on a cow- 10 a.m cowboys game and and we won so but <laughs> like stuff like that it gets crazy and so that's where last year I, my wife had to leave the house with my, with my kid because it got crazy because just like the ups and downs the volatility the tilt <laughs> it was it was out there and so now we're going to create the, the office and 
that's going to have all my TVs where I do all my betting and my friends, they do their loving. And other people are asking me, oh, how do I do it? How, how can I get into it? I'm like, guys, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you all of that. It's, it's great. It's all net and, and, and it's, uh, it's an income source. Yeah, love it. Okay, well, that's uh, wise words from David, who's got his hands in just about everything. David, thank you.